Welcome in. Thanks for watching the fourth quarter with us. This is the Stretch Four. We are the Bulls Outcast. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. That's John. And our guests you know very well from his years of ruling the Chicago sports broadcasting world. You can also catch him now as the co-host with the one and only Stacey King and Stacey's Gilly, the Hot Sauce Podcast. Also doing some content for Stadium Network right now. So check him out on there. Follow him on Twitter at Mark Shanowski. Mark. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We miss you so much. Feels like yes. forever ago that we were in the green room watching these games together. It was a struggle. The Bulls pull it out. What was your first and most important takeaway from this game? They didn't let it get away. You know, we've seen a lot of games throughout this season where it looked like they had this a game in the win column and then they wouldn't execute late. Obviously, Zach missed that shot at the end of regulation. Would have been nice to just walk off with that win there, but – they did a lot of good things in that overtime period. They didn't panic. They went to the basket. They got some really good shots in the overtime period. You know, I think Donovan has put in an equal opportunity system that kind of lets everybody get comfortable in the flow of the offense. I like what I've been seeing from the team offensively. You know, there's going to be some growing pains. It's still one of the youngest teams in the NBA. They're still trying to figure out which rotation works best. And, of course, as always, we've had injuries to key players. That seems to be a given going into any bull season but you know they'd lost 10 in a row to the pacers to get a win in indianapolis and your, your thoughts on that. wendell's first action back kind of a surprising mm -hmm. a pleasant surprise we heard yesterday he was a full participant in practice he had the questionable tag earlier today and then boom just like that donovan said he's playing tonight he's starting tonight he had 11 and 9 so almost a double double in 21 short minutes did you like what you saw from wendell yeah, it was really interesting. I saw him signal to the bench three minutes in. He was totally gassed. He says, get me out of here. You know, he got a couple of baskets right off the bat. You mentioned he got a foul 14 seconds into the game trying to guard a pick and roll on Sabonis. And, you know, you got the feeling that this was going to be a tough night for him to be able to stay on the court with foul troubles and inactivity. I thought he held his own. What do you have, like uh, nine rebounds, which is pretty good. And the Bulls out-rebounded a taller mm -hmm. Indiana team. Uh, Carter had 11 points, nine boards, you know, pretty good job overall. I thought for his first game back, he did, he did a really nice job. And, you know, I know he doesn't want to play center, but he's their best option because Gafford, boy, was he awful the last few games. I mean, they, they didn't even play him today. Mm -hmm. That's how bad he was. So, um, you know, it was good to get Wendell back. The things that he's good at are being a rim protector, a good defensive rebounder, and I think that he really helped him get this win today. So I think he was Big real Dave, positive you were the back out there. You know, man, front and center of the start Gafford mm -hmm. picketers outside the UC earlier this season. Oh God! What? Don't put me in that. Category. Oh, you, oh, you know you were. You know you were. No, there's no movement. But yes, I definitely oh. wanted to see him oh, start. There Absolutely. Was there was a movement no, just there, to see there's it. There's no movement. There's a movement. You just to wanted to just see it. Like I have no problem wanting to see it. Uh, and I said that a million times, Matt. Don't pick and choose okay. on this. So as a, that a as times. one of the leaders of the movement to see it. Yeah. What, I don't even like the word movement. What, but, yeah, go ahead. What go ahead, did you think about Wendell tonight, Dave? Oh, I thought he was awesome. Like, and, and, I, and that's why I don't like saying these things, because I never said Wendell wasn't more skilled. I never said Wendell couldn't play. I just wanted to see the fit, because I was completely thinking about Lowry marketing, because I was wondering if giving Gafford out there would give Lowry more space to do what he does, because I know the skill set that Wendell has. He needs to get the basketball in his hands, and he could dominate – coming in off the bench like that because he's completely skilled. That's really what I wanted to see. And also, Wendell has never played 45 games. Like, that also bothers me very, very much that he's never played 45 games ever in his career since it, he's been in the NBA. But, yes, I was very happy to see him out there 
and he looked good as far as aggression is concerned. Because I had questions about him being aggressive. We saw many times where he would be timid during the season as far as he didn't know when to shoot the ball. And a lot of that was on the last coach, of course, obviously. But he would be timid with the basketball. He didn't know what to do. Should I shoot this here? Should I pass this here? The ball would just – it seemed like he had stones for hands. Like he just had – he was Roberto Duran out there with hands stone. Like it was crazy. But he looked really awesome tonight playing against a, a guy who people consider a very good defender in Miles Turner and Sabonis, and he still held his own. Like you said, getting nine rebounds, getting those 11 points, which are honestly his normal stats. But he just looked comfortable out there. And the offensive rebounding I saw, there was one play I saw when he got that offensive rebound, Denzel missed the shot, then Patrick Williams got the offensive rebound, kicked it out to Zach, he hits the three. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. So, yeah, I was very happy to see Wendell. I, I just want him to stay healthy. Let's hope he stays healthy. Quick pause from the Bulls talk and just reminding everybody, keep throwing us those comments. We'll get to as many as we can. Uh, if you have any questions for Mark uh, in particular, as he is our guest this evening. Speaking of which, Mark, uh, Adam said that your hair looks fantastic. Um, yes. And, and Maker Bayfield said, shouldn't Mark also have a hat on? But I asked this as his hair is too good and it upsets me. So that's I wanted to ask that question. Like, Mark, what do you do? I've never seen your hair look bad. What do you do? What are you doing to get your hair like this, sir? It's just the overhead right. ceiling lights, you know, from the bar. I mean, just puts that glow so alcohol. Yes. You know? And not to- No, actually I've been I've been shoveling snow so much the last few weeks that uh, usually <laughs> I've had hair. So I had to make sure, you know, showered yes, up and look good for you guys tonight. And then I was, I'm sideways and I, mean, I couldn't get the, you know, the right feed. I mean, this, this has been a, this has been a, this has been a hard thing I've had to do in a long time. That being like one of the first things about walking into like the, our first couple of days of Outsiders is walking into the green room and seeing you in like a classic yeah. Shinowski like tan suit, beautiful tie. And you were like, yeah. you know, hairspraying your hair, which is already perfectly quaffed and like, had like you know, uh, you know, makeup <laughs> towels around you to protect your. T- and I was like, "Oh shit, this is TV, TV." I was like, <laughs> and he's like beautifying himself right now before he goes on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Never a hair out of place. Well, we had, we have uh, very well trained makeup artists to try to make us yeah. look the best they possibly can. But uh, you know, those those were great times. I mean, we had a lot, we had a lot of fun doing that year and. Um, you know, I, I was I was sad to, to be shown the door, and you know, you guys were as well. Uh, if they talked to you at all, if they talked to you at all about the possibility of bringing the show back, or did they just leave it like we're we're cutting I mean, salary and, and we don't know nothing like official either way. I mean, you know what what we were told is we can't make this work this year. We're not closing the door completely on the concept of the show. If at some point in time down the road, we find the resources and availability and manpower to make the show come back, you know, we would love to make that happen. And we would love for you guys to be the ones that we, that we do that with, but it was certainly no guarantee. And, you know, I, I don't think the three of us are even banking on it. Um, where that's, which is why we're just kind of doing our own thing this year. Um, yeah. yeah. Is Portland yeah. So still Portland the only thing they have in town. Golden state, I believe are still doing it. But, you know, like NBC Northwest, like what do they have other than the Blazers? Like, you know, they've got, yeah, Portland has a soccer soccer, team, uh, you know, Seattle Sounders, I guess, up there. I don't know if they Portland Timbers, Portland Timbers. Portland Timbers, right. Portland Timbers, Timbers, baby, for them. Um, Um, And I think Philly and D.C. are still going, right? 
I know at least one of them got nixed. I think maybe DC got nixed. I think the Philly, the, the Sixers people are still doing stuff. Um, good. Mark, Mark, Mark Jack said he took a screen grab. He's going to show his sports clip stylist tomorrow. <laughs> Give, oh, give me the Shanowski. Give me the Shanowski, baby. Sport. Well, Jack, I'm going to the Regal Beagle. And the ah, yo, yes. Come and knock on his door. He'll be waiting for you. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, get, get back to the Bulls for just a second. And, John, we saw both versions of Zach in, like, the last minute Take and then treat, overtime. We saw – driving and not drawing a foul we saw an, a drive that led to an awful turnover where he drove left his feet turned around and just threw it straight mm-hmm. to the pacers we also saw a ridiculous dagger of a step back three that the bulls absolutely needed and we saw some clutch free throws down the stretch good zach bad zach jekyll and hyde did anything tonight in his performance which by the way 30 points again as i pointed out to go along Ooh, with nine God. boards three assists did have four turnovers that magic number anything change your opinion about zach tonight no this is the most zach i mean this this is the most zach of it's a classic zach game right this, he played the hits he played the hits my man he came out and it was like no new stuff we're just gonna go <laughs> it's like you want you want to hear the zach levine hits i thought that that step back is what i take away from this because that is an elite move that is an elite all nba type move and not many players can do that like yeah. players can score, players can throw and catch. It was that step back over Sabonis where for when it was that close, and it was like in that timing. You're like, okay, there's like less than ten players who can do that regularly, and yeah. it looked natural. And that's what I'll take from this game. I think Zach Levine. If we're if we're poking holes in Zach Levine right now, it's like we must be living good, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. I've I've got some friends like in like the Bay Area. They're unhappy, and I'm like, maybe it's just not in the cards for you to be happy if you're unhappy there. <laughs> like it's beautiful. Like maybe you're not John, maybe, you, maybe not meant for happy. <laughs> and so Zach, John, you made a you made a great point last game because Zach had 46, and we did this whole show, and we didn't even mention it. I know. Like he, he's been he's been that good. Like we're that used to him being 46. This awesome. And at the end, we we're like, we didn't even talk about him. And he, I hope he's an all-star. And not that like it matters, but it does. Unfortunately, that's how we grade people when they retire. How many all-stars were they? How many like it goes on the Wikipedia page on the on the right hand side, you know, like that matters. And so I think he's playing so good. Uh he's him and Pat Williams are the only pieces that I'm like territorial of and like feel like I want I want them to stay around. Mm. Uh and Mark, you know, we were talking a little bit during the fourth quarter about how you see Zach and Kobe as similar pieces. We were talking, um, as you brought it up, that Zach's numbers, net rating both offensive and defensive, Zach on the floor with Kobe on, with Kobe off, are glaring in favor of Zach playing without Kobe, and that you see AK and the guys moving at least one of those two um, in the near future. Zach tonight had his his Zach game. Kobe, uh, a, a decent game. I mean, 19, seven boards, eight decent. assists. Like, that, that's a pretty good game for Kobe after some of the struggles he's played. Um, and he had a team-high 44 minutes tonight. Mm. Mark, if you can keep one of these guys, if you're running the Bulls, if you're calling the shots, Kobe's younger and has more years of team control. Zach's the more talented player right now. Who are you keeping? Who are you trading between Zach and Kobe? I'm keeping Zach. You know, I think the way he scores, it's effortless. He can score at all three levels of the court. 
you know, people who want to rip him for his defense. I think most elite scores in the NBA, with a few exceptions, are not great defensive players. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too hung up on Zach's issues at the defensive end of the court. You need an elite scorer on, on your team. I think Zach scores, as I mentioned, so easy at all three levels. Uh, Kobe is a streaky player. It's, I think that's what he's going to be his whole NBA career. I don't think all of a sudden, five years from now, you're going to see him become, you know, this Chris Paul type player where he's, you know, playing chess out there. He's five steps ahead of everybody else. I think he's going to be a guy who relies on his athleticism, his streak shooting, the fact that he's faster than most guys that are trying to guard him. He's a very, very good player. I think that in the right offensive system where he's featured, he could be really special. I just don't know if it's a great combination having the two of them together. Um, you know, I understand why they made the pick when they did it. They figured he's 19 years old. We can teach him how to be a point guard. Well, some guys just mm-hmm. don't have that in their DNA. You know, the, he, Kobe's thing mm-hmm. is he wants to score. And, and I, I think you can try to drill it into him as much as you can that, hey, we're at our best when you're the facilitator. I just don't think he sees himself that way. And maybe at some point down the road, he'll, he'll modify his game a little bit. But I think that, you know, in terms of roster construction, this is basically a blank slate. You know, as John mentioned, Patrick Williams is the one guy that's here because AK picked him. And the rest of these guys, they're all interchangeable parts. I think we're going to see a lot of trades, maybe not at this March 25th deadline, but I think this summer the roster is really going to get shaken up. And the one guy that wouldn't surprise me, I'll tell you what, if the Pelicans will do Lowry for, for Lonzo even and up. So I think you think that, that. Um, there is some, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire there, that we've gotten some reports from a variety of, of outlets that, the, there is interest in the Bulls with Lonzo, the the, the Pelicans, because they have some of those younger guards waiting in the wings that they want to give time to. That kid, uh, Kyra Lewis Jr., looks pretty awesome. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. It, it seems like a good fit. And, I, I mean, we also heard all kinds of rumors about the Bulls leading up to draft night. Oh, they're, they're going to trade Wendell and number four to go up to number two and take James Wiseman, just for example. That was one of many. But we have learned so far, since he was hired in the early spring, right after the league was shut down, AK plays things pretty close to the vest. So do you think it's mostly just speculation and the Pelicans trying to draw up interest for Lonzo? Or, Mark, do you think the Bulls have some genuine interest there and that there are some talks going on right now? Well, the wild card in that Mm. whole equation is Stan Van Gundy. You know, Stan Van Gundy, everywhere he's been, has been kind of a hard ass, you know, he, he got into um, a celebrated pissing match with oh, the Dwight press Howard conference. when he was in Orlando. Dwight Remember when he was Dwight, 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 Dwight Walker? That was Amazing. one of the best of all time. <laughs> and then Stan went to Detroit and he wanted to be the GM and the coach, which yeah, rarely seems to work in any sport. So he flamed out there. And now he's going to New Orleans where they've kind of, you know, collected the uh, – the Noah's Ark roster, you know, two of everything. And it doesn't always work that way. And they've got three or four yeah. point guards and they can't play them all. I think Lonzo has really improved. He, he's got a legitimate looking shot now. I mean, when he's shooting across his body and all that stuff, that that was almost luck every time it went in. Now he's got a real NBA looking shot. I mean, when mm-hmm. he, they played the Bulls last week, he had 19 points in the first half. He knocked down four threes. Um, you know, I think he's improved his game. He smoothed it out to the point where I think he could be really valuable in trying to, to make this Bulls offense be a little bit more efficient even than what it is right now. Um, I've always been intrigued by Lowry as a seven-footer who's, at, who's athletic, who can shoot the three ball, but he can't stay on the court. 
He's going to want a ton of money. You know, I think at this point, if you could make that deal, because both sides are, are trading mm-hmm. for 75 cents on the dollar. They're mm-hmm. not getting full value for guys that were picked that high in the draft. But I think neither side wants to commit to their to their guy. So why not make that trade, get a half-season look at him, and then you can make hopefully – uh, a value judgment on whether uh, he can be your point guard for the next Adam five said, ten years. I bought a big baller brand polo. It came eight weeks late and as the wrong size. So, <laughs> you know, that's kind of how I'm, I, I I think Lonzo no, makes no. a lot of sense. I like provided that, yeah. that his father, there is a restraining order that doesn't let him within a hundred yards of the United Center. If we could put that. Wait, so you're, you're coming around? You put that you're coming around? I've been coming around to the Lonzo idea, man. Like, I, I am still okay. a little skeptical about, you know, Mark talking about his, his improved shot form this season. It's noticeable. He, his mechanics are way better, and his splits right. this season are ridiculous. He, in December, he shot horribly. In January, he shot respectably kind of. And in February so far, he's been lighting it up, including in that yeah. Bulls-Pelicans game. So if that's actually the real new Lonzo, and he has the threat of playmaking and his core vision – and can knock down shots off the ball, great. That like then then that's a perfect fit next to Zach as you develop P dub. Like, I'm fine with it. Provided that Lavar is not allowed in the building. God, <laughs> where do you where do you sit on this issue? He he's never lost. Let him build never. build him a statue. Let, yes. let him coach the team. We had Jim Boylan coach the team last year. We're, we're at Lavar Ball. LeVar, Don't say Le- that name. Don't say that. Ball, Ball looks like Phil Jackson compared to the last guy. Come on. <laughs> I I like Lonzo. I like playmakers, and I like people with court vision. Yeah. And we we don't have anyone who can see that like soccer pass those that those chess moves that you that Mark was talking about. Kobe doesn't have that. It might just be height. Yeah. And, and Lonzo's not that much taller. Probably this, probably close to the same height, but he does have that vision. Um, he's able to like see the where people are and just. If he can marginally do that, that's better than we've ever had. Like Sutteransky is like. See, and this is the way, this this is the way that you get guys that maybe potentially can develop into stars. You know, you're lucky if you get a guy at the top of the draft, or if you get a guy in free agency. Usually, what happens is you get a guy that's maybe a depreciated asset, but has that natural ability. You bring him into your system, and all of a sudden he explodes. And that's what the Bulls are going to have to do because they've proven. They can't go out in the marketplace and attract the top tier free agents. And the draft, the lottery has always seemed to drop them a few spots too low. So, you know, obviously I'd rather have LaMelo ball. So do you think that that all the LaMelo hype was totally legit from what we're seeing so far? I mean, Mark, it looks like he's running away with rookie of the year. Would you disagree? Halliburton. Well, I was saying consistently before the draft that, Whoever has the first pick, you know, I didn't think the Timberwolves would take him because they had D'Angelo Russell, but I thought mm-hmm. some team would trade up into the top spot and take LaMelo Ball because with that court vision, that size, that ability to score over smaller guards, he's a playmaker that that every team is looking to have, you know, a guy that can really make a difference on that end of the floor. I thought that some team would trade up to number one with Minnesota and take LaMelo Ball, uh, you know, if the Bulls had, had been able to trade up to two and take LaMelo, that, that would have been the interesting thing if they had yeah. made that trade and taken LaMelo, you know, rather than the James Wiseman thing that we heard about. Then then I'd be thinking that that, that AK was really, 
was really sharp as an executive. And, and I still have high hopes for him. You know, he did, he was part of a very strong front office in Denver. They had some hits. They also had some misses in the draft, but you know, I, I think that you have to be able to strike to get a guy like a Lonzo ball when maybe his value is a little bit lower. I don't think that he's ever going to be, you know, an elite all-star type of guard, mm-hmm. but I think he'd be as West just comments, you know, as far as Lonzo learning how to shoot, the Sixers would love to have a Ben Simmons who can actually shoot. It's not not a bad comp there. He won't though. He won't ever. Hey, he won't. Hold shoot. on, man. Just a quick one right here. Adam wants to know: Can the guy explain why he's wearing gloves? <laughs> dude, that's shout out to my butt. That's actually no. a dude I went to high school with. Adam in the comments, I was like, dude, where have you been? John wears uh, his gloves every show. <laughs> Has for years. For years. You gotta have a gimmick. John, you don't have talent. You need a gimmick. <laughs> John wears his gloves as often as Mark says that's one spicy papaya. John- yes. Yes. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Man. Hey Mark. It's because in this in the studio my hands got yeah. cold and so I just wore the hey, Mark, I, w- I wanted to ask you um about Kay Cunningham because these guys rave rave about Kay Cunningham. I've yet to see him. I always credit you with the guy who first put John Morant on my radar. I credit you don't, that you don't take credit for that. You act like it's a no-brainer, but I'm telling you there were there he were a lot of people early. who were not on that board, or not on that boat at all. He bought Apple yeah. stock early. early. You early. You were you were the first one who put that on my yeah. radar. So <laughs> yeah. What do you feel about Kay Cunningham? Is, should I be getting excited about him too? You know, I've been watching all these top college players a lot because look at this, I got nothing else to do. That resonates. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not blown away by Cade Cunningham. He's, he's a very good player. Right. He's got good positional size at 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, no. six, but he's not, a, he's not a superior athlete. You know, it's not he's going he's gonna to blow you away by being able to drive past people and shoot over the top and, you know, have spectacular finishes at the rim. He's had some nice dunks, but – I, I think he's going to be a good NBA player. Uh, it's not like, you know, before he even played one college minute, everyone's saying, well, he's a lock as the number one pick in, in a loaded draft. Uh, you know, hold on a little bit. You know, the, if you've watched any of the G League Ignite, again, I have no life. I mean, this this, Jay, this Jalen Green is super athletic, and he could be a guy that might force his way into that number one conversation. So, um, you know, I think it's the jury's still out on how good Kate Cunningham can be. Obviously, the scouts like him. Um, he's, his outside shot has been a little bit erratic, but, you know, he's a freshman in college. Uh, we'll, we'll see how good he is when he gets to the league, but I don't think he's he's the kind of player that is a Zion, John Morant, oh, my God, we got it, or Luca. where you know, uh, Mark, we gotta before have, we let you go, real quick, uh, I mentioned that you're doing, of course, the, the Give Me the Hot Sauce, Stacey King podcast. Are you still doing Sharpshooters with David Schuster? Yeah, we are. We're still doing that. We're, we, we're part of a uh, – New network I love called it. the nice uh, Basketball Podcast Network, creatively enough, run by uh, run by two guys out of Vancouver, Canada, who actually started wow. a hockey podcast network. So, you know, I, I followed the, I follow the guys obviously on Twitter because they're they're running our show, and yeah. now my timeline is clogged. Are they up also canvassing stuff. to get the Grizzlies get back to now, Vancouver you know? though? So, so like, I'm, I'm getting they, they I, have to. I, <laughs> no, not too much. I'm just getting uh, I'm just getting clogged oh, up man. with stuff on the Islanders, <laughs> Who needs uh, that? third deep pair. Um, and and you've been doing some segments <laughs> for the Stadium Network recently. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know that was one of the weird things that that kind of came out of nowhere. I had tried everything I could think of 
mm. that made sense to get a TV job in Chicago, and none of them worked. So, you know, I tried all all the stations, all, made contact with all the people I knew in the business, and everyone politely said, we got nothing for you. So, um, you know, I just thought I would reach out to see if, you know, I watched Stadium, which right. is weird because it's a it's a show right. that's produced for the Marquee Sports Network. Right. So yeah. how does anybody find sure. it? Because yeah. that's the Cubs channel, right? So so where, why would they have a show that, that does segments on all the local teams? Well, they've been doing it for about a year. Uh, Michael Kim, who was at ESPN for a long time, came over to join Stadium about when they launched four or five years ago. He's the host of the show. And the guy who's the executive producer is a guy named Joe Riley, who used to be the news director at Comcast Sportsnet. And I just gave him a call out of the blue. I said, listen, I know that you use Bill Wennington and, and they use Shams Charania at times. And I said, if you ever need somebody to come on and talk about the Bulls, if you're ever strapped, you know, uh, give me a holler. I'd be happy to come on. He goes, well, how does tomorrow sound? So, so now, you know, I've been doing awesome. it. I've been doing it a couple times a week. You know, they, they had me have me on and, uh, you know, talk with Michael about the, the previous game, what's coming up, uh, different issues around the league. It's been a ton of fun. It's been great to get a chance to do some TV again. I thought that chapter of my career was over. So, you know, it's it's just a just a guy answering a couple of questions. But uh, uh, Johnny, fun, Johnny I'm, says, I'm wait, Mark and Stacy have a pod. Yes. And on board. <laughs> Mark, tell, tell them about tell them where they can get the pod at, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's called yes. Gimme the Hot Sauce, creatively enough. You know, it's funny. We, we talked about names, and, and, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this because everyone gets hung up on, on things like, well, we got to have a great name, otherwise it's not going to work. And, and they're talking about King in his court and King this and King that. And, and I'm like, right. why do you want to play yeah. off King? I mean, Gimme the Hot Sauce. <laughs> and, and, and everybody looked at me like, oh, wow. I never you know what would have been cool if you so, stood up and said, I'm Mark Chanelski. Right. You know, I mean. <laughs> yes. Of course, I thought of that. It's the best name. It's the best name. <laughs> so, so that you know, it, it seemed to, to me like a logical name for a for a podcast featuring Stacy King. And the, the best thing about it is, yeah, that Stacy's an entertainer. He's much more than just a basketball analyst. And you know, we we do get off in the weeds at times. But I mean, some of the stories he tells are, are you know are just laugh out loud funny. There there are numerous times where I've got tears in my eyes because he's telling a story about growing up. He told a story about how he was a little kid and he said he only lost one fight. He was talking about uh, 12 kids jumped him uh, on the playground and including a, a one-armed girl. And then he starts talking about getting his brothers and going back after the one-armed girl. I mean, it seemed like an episode of the fugitive, you know? So, I mean, the stories that, that he, he talks about are just hilarious. And, and I think that people give it a, give it a chance. I think they really enjoy it because our whole thing is, we usually talk a little bit of bulls at the top. We always have some kind of basketball related guest, and, you know, but then it's just Stacy riffing and telling funny stories. And, and, and to me, that's the highlight of any episode is, is the stories that he's going to tell. We're actually having a, a impressionist come on this week. And I should have learned how to pronounce his name before I decided I'm going to announce I, I, it, I but a guy named have Al heard of that name. Yeah. Does that mean anything to you? A guy who does like boxing impersonations, Mike Tyson mm-hmm. and, uh, Connor McGregor, and he does all the political stuff. So he's going to be our guest this week on the show. That's going to be posted on Wednesday. I got, Go ahead, Dave. So I got check questions. it out. There'll be a lot of questions. One, who has been your favorite guest? And two, when are you going to have the dude with the jersey on on the podcast? Well, it's funny. We had him on last and his week. Woman? 
him and him and his lady. So that was good. And then, and then the next day during the game broadcast, Adam Amin had to read a drop about how listen to the Bulls Talk podcast. Jason Goff has the jersey oh. guy. And then Stacey said, "Well, we already had him on yesterday." <laughs> Because it's a big point of contention. The Bulls do not want to promote the podcast. And it's it, Stacy's been pushing them to say, you know, I'm doing all these extra things for the pre- and post-game shows. I'm not getting paid. You could at least promote my podcast. And, you know, we're two months into the season and already oh. they have not promoted it at all. So Stacy's not too happy about that. It's just right. one of those things where, you know, it's not part of the Bulls family. So uh, they don't want to, they don't want to give any promotion, but um, I listened you know, to that. that we was had really good uh, one. we had Zach Lowe mm-hmm. from ESPN. That was, that was a great one. Before last, he was he was just fantastic. I mean, you know, that guy is is one of my favorite NBA analysts. I mean, his knowledge of every team around the league is just remarkable. The the stuff yeah, you know, we asked him about column. the thing that, that he does every Friday, the ten things he likes and doesn't like, and he talked about the nuts and bolts of putting that together. Uh, for somebody who's been in the business as long as I have, that that is just. That just blows me away. The 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 in depth and and the video clips that are a part of every week. I mean, that's 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 can't miss uh, content for me. Um, you know, we've had a bunch of Stacy's former teammates on. We've had Bill Cartwright. Yeah. We had Craig Hodges on, who was great talking about how he got blackballed from the league. Uh, you know, so we'll continue to have former players from Stacy's era. Hopefully, as we go along, we'll get some people from the world of entertainment and and try to make it a fun thing. So it's not it's not just basketball. It's it's really it's really an entertaining ride. We're, you know, we're working on trying to yeah. get a little bit shorter. Uh, well, but you know, check that, that's out still the Hot Sauce Podcast uh, with Stacey King and Mark Janowski. Wherever you get your podcast, they're on all the major feeds. I listen to them on Spotify. Put them in that rotation along with the Bulls Outcasts and Bylaw Bulls and Locked On Bulls. Ah. Give me the hot sauce and sharpshooters with David Schuster. Check out Mark on those uh, stadium hits for Marquee Network as well. Follow him on Twitter at Mark Janowski. Mark, we cannot express enough how much we love you and miss you, man. And we appreciate you coming on with us. We had somebody just asking for the Pax and Strangling Vinny Del Negro story. We'll have to save that for another time. We can't give them everything. We got to leave them one more. Round two. Mark. (laughs) Hey, now that I've... Now that I figured out how to get myself format straight up and down, I think I'm I'm good to go next time. Hey, Mark, Mark, what's what's the favorite thing in your basement? Like, what's the favorite like photo or artifact that you have up right now in your basement? The favorite thing is when I took my son to the United Center when he was five years old and got a bunch of pictures with Bulls people. That that was that was a a time that, that I'll never forget. Um, let's do it. Let's do it anyway. I mean, we, we, we have to. And the we, still we got an invite to Kendall's house before we got an invite to Janowski's uh, house. Uh, look at that. That's true. Wow. wow. Look at so that. Fun. That's awesome. Wow. Framed. Oh, I love that. You might. Yeah. You got Jordan. What's the Jordan uh, one? Wow. Yeah. yeah that, wins. that wins. Yeah. That wins. Yeah. That's almost as good as Kendall's Kelsey Grammar. Yeah, yeah. Mark Kendall has a, a autographed Kelsey Grammer glove, and we freaked out about it. Yeah. So, did he sing yeah. the theme song for you though? Well, good. Oh my god, that's an awesome. That's an awesome uh, so, Mark, uh, you want to come back and join us sometime soon? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Like I said, getting a chance to get to know you guys for that one year we were Thanks. together was a great experience. And I tell you what. 
when they, when they pulled the rug out from you guys, man, I was heartbroken because you, you guys brought so much passion, uh, reached, reached the real fans out there. And I know the people that love Bulls basketball and love your show uh, miss you guys a ton. So I'm glad that you guys found this format. I knew you guys would find a way to get back together. Great. And, you know, how, how has things been going? How yeah, your, you know, uh, I mean, we got more growing people tuning in every night. More, um, more you know, it's involved. obviously a little bit more of like a guerrilla form of, of marketing. The show. We, we don't have Stacey King reading promos for our show in the middle of a game. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> so we get a word from home. So it has trade-offs. Yeah. <laughs> we're from home. Um, it's great. And, you know, it's good. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's been nice to see that there were, you know, not only people who were responsive when we all made our, our collective announcement back in November, I think it was, uh, about the show being discontinued. The amazing outpouring of support from Bulls fans was just, like, over, truly, Including truly you, overwhelming. Mark, you, Mark, you reaching out was one of the nicest yeah. things. And it, you did not have to do that. Yeah. And the fact that you did. That was what I, I just it really it was so appreciated on all yeah. around. So thank and you. It, thank it you. was the latest example of you doing something that you didn't have to do. Well, like like look yes. like making eye contact with us when we walked into NBC. <laughs> you didn't have to, <laughs> like knowing our names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are fantastic, and and I'm sure that this show is going to continue to grow because people want to have that real outlet to really express their feelings and not have to get the company line because I can't tell you how many times sitting out there doing post game where I wanted to say one thing and I'm just like, right. You know, frantically editing in my head. I can't say that. I can't say this, you know, sure. Uh, yeah. It's, it was 14 years. There were some good years along the way, of course, you know, some of the, some of the high points at Derek Rose, but, but there, you know, the best thing was when I was doing the show Man. with Norm. Well, it, it, was just, uh, his, his was just, it was just his birthday recently, wasn't it? Head, just a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. This yeah. weekend, yeah, I, I saw that that Twitter account, Super Seventy Sports, yes. which is a great yeah. follow, yeah. had an awesome old vintage mm-hmm. picture of Norm. I think you quote tweeted it, Mark. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, actually, it, it wasn't his birthday. It was just just someone found that picture and posted it. His oh, really? Birthday, I love because he always used to brag about the but, fact that's yeah, all the Bulls, baby. He was born. I tagged tag so, Big Dave on that. Yeah, post. yeah. I had already had that picture. Yeah. I, I had that picture like last yeah. year. And I was like, yeah, this is one of my favorites because you look like Bobby Womack. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he right. does. It's great. Bobby Womack would – oh, and then we talked about – yeah. We have right. Bobby yeah, Womack. Yeah, we'll, we'll let everybody uh, get Not a decent good. night's sleep. It is a Monday after all. We've got Thanks, three man. more Bulls games on deck this week. Monday, Wednesday, and then a Friday, Saturday back-to-back. So we will be back here Ooh. on Wednesday, we being – me, Big Dave, and John. We'll we'll uh, we'll bug Mark about getting him uh, scheduled for another appearance before too long. Hopefully, at least one more for the All Star break. Again, follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Janowski to figure out where you can get all this amazing content about the Bulls and everything sports related. Mark, thank you so much, man. So great to see you. At least in two dimensions. So great to see you. Give it up for Mark Janowski, thank everybody. Thanks what for the invite, guys. What a <laughs> legend. <laughs> We know Mark Sadowski. Have a great night, everybody. I'll never get over it. I'll never get over it. David, John, and Mark. I am Matt. Have a great Monday night. We'll be back on Wednesday. Try and make it two wins in a row. Peace out.